Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm Major Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We're about to go through a little bit of misery that happened against misery. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That was terrible. You're not even a dad. And you're like, are you, are you prepping to be one with the dad? Uh, no, it's not. No, not at this point. Okay. But all right. Well, that hey, was a pretty good one, right? That was good. Good practice. Yeah. You, you had a good yeah. week of practice with that. So, well, you yeah. got to you get you got to joke a little bit when like just bad stuff's happening. You know what I mean? Like there's bad stuff that happens and you just like either you can sulk in it, which you can like that's fine. But sometimes you just got to joke and be like, that was ridiculous. Like especially things like this, like, you know, it's a football game like Jared, you and I, other fans that you're listening to this, we have no control over what happens. And we're just sitting here watching this game against Missouri and we're like, OK. This is the weirdest possible game I feel like for most of the game. And wait, wait, we're we're tied for first in the West. Why are you setting this true. up as a bad podcast? I'm confused. We could we could go to the Natty this year. So well, let's don't get crazy. But <laughs> we are technically tied for first in the West. <laughs> I mean, as we can of, make the playoffs. Yeah, as of Sunday night, this, this statement is true. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, the reality is Auburn's not looking as good as even what some of us would hope under a second year under Brian Harson. And uh, like we talked about last week, uh, there's just still a lot of things left to be figured out. And here we are after four games. We are three and one. I mean, that's pretty good. I would have loved to be four and four. No, but you are three and one. You're in the win column, and you have a chance to go go against somebody like LSU, who is beatable as well. So there's potential. I'm I'm not gonna we're not gonna be all complete you know gloom here, but there there's a lot to be worked on. And so let's let's talk kind of high level, and then we'll start talking about what are some of the things that you you and I have seen uh, that need to be changed. So. A couple things before we get into, you know, super deep stuff. My parents were at the game, and uh, Tommy Tuberville actually sat a couple rows in front of my parents, which is kind of cool. Um, and even Tommy Tuberville looked at my mom. She had, like, a plate of food and uh, said, hey, that food looks really good. So that was kind of kind of funny to hear um, that happen. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I didn't know if he still came back to games or not. So that's that's pretty crazy that. Yeah. He was at the 11 a.m. Kick, kickoff and uh, that he saw your mom and dad. Right. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm sure he's pretty busy with politics stuff, but you know, he's still coming to games, and I guess every once in a while. So, I mean, he, he obviously loved Auburn when he was here as a coach, and uh, 
it's kind of cool to see him come back and uh, I guess kind of root on Auburn. So yeah, that um, pretty cool. the other, that's a cool story. The other kind of cool thing, and this is also kind of cool family connection that we noticed. Um, we added some good family friends uh, from Birmingham. Uh, they lived in Birmingham for a while, moved to Missouri. Um, their dad's a doctor and their doc, their dad is the Missouri team doctor. So like, you know, when they're players down and stuff, we like, I was like, I know that guy. Like he, he, he like has been around our, like our family for a while. And so that was kind of cool to see. I didn't realize that until, until the game. And you didn't know it. Did you, you didn't know it till you were watching on TV? Yeah. I mean, maybe I did at some point, but literally you don't play Missouri, but every, what, every five years or so. Right. Right. (laughs) That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Anyway, so those are kind of you know, two lighthearted, not really related to football type things. But, Jared, let's get into some of the positives we saw. We'll start out with there. You know, let's start on a positive note. Jared, what were some of the positives that you saw from this game? Um, because I think we're, we're going to definitely, I mean, our minds go to, especially in this game, lots of, like I said, misery or anguish <laughs> or <laughs> it was just tough to watch. But what were some of the positives you saw? Yeah, I got a feeling we're going to be uh, part of the uh, SEC shorts videos again this week um, mm. after our game. But we will talk about a few positives. So um, I actually went back today and rewatched our first two drives. And um, it wasn't like massive push, but our O-line was actually creating some holes. And the uh, I know we had to go for it on fourth down twice, but the overall the the game plan to run the ball. They knew we couldn't pass it, and we scored, you know, in the first two drives. And I felt like uh, felt like the O line allowed that to happen. Um, I don't know if they got tired or the other team changed the scheme, and we did not. But all in all, if you want to look for some positives, the O line was not terrible the first two drives. Um, uh, individual players, I felt like Derek Hall became the Derek Hall we were hoping he was going to be. I felt like he took over yeah. that game. I think he had two yeah. sacks. He had the interception, like in a place where a D lineman should not be. So he's just athletic. <laughs> he's just athletic. Like I uh, probably saw that developing and got there. And then I felt like Coy Moore. Um, you know, it's a negative and a positive with him. Like I think he showed out and showed what he can be. Um, yeah. But also, if he doesn't trip, uh, he might still be running on that one play. So oh, we yes. can't have those mistakes. Um, but having said he, that, he tweeted. He tweeted about yeah. that, and he was like, I'm sorry for falling. And I was like, dude, you're just like – you got excited. You saw so much green grass. Like, the honestly, tweet, I had the same thing the... happen to me in high school. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what he – finished it off, though. That's the funny part. Do you remember? No, he, I don't. He said, I'm sorry I fell. I was looking up at all you beautiful fans. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, like, a hearts after it. But, uh, I mean, awesome. seriously, though, he we went, we went back to that same play later, and he got as a first down. Um, he, we had the reverse that he was supposed to throw back that wasn't there. He didn't panic and he probably got 20 yards out of that. Mm-hmm. And then he caught a, um, back shoulder fade on the last drive. That was probably a 25 yard and a great pass by Robbie. So, you know, he's, he was doing some things we have not had receivers doing a long time. Yeah. And that is positive. Yeah. Uh, we just got to be more consistent, but that's not, that's not Coy's fault. That like Coy's showing you right now, Hey, I can do this guys. Now you got to make me more a part of the game plan. Right. Which is pretty cool because we had heard a lot about Coy Moore and even Camden Brown, um, which 
he didn't do a whole lot. He had a couple of receptions for eight yards, but he's starting to get in that rotation, get it more play. So it's, you know, there's bright spots to that because that's the future of Auburn's wide receiver core. And you can see already those guys are already so naturally talented. So pretty cool to see that. Um, a couple other positives, at least I saw. Um, <laughs> this is a stat that I saw. Auburn's now won 31 straight home games or homecoming games, which that's pretty impressive. I mean, think about that. You play a home game or homecoming game every single year. So that's 31 years, I guess you could say we've won them. So it's pretty impressive. Um, I also love that early on, and you talked about the first couple of drives. I think this plays into it. We committed to the run and we ran and we said, we are going to impose our will. Now, the bad part of that, is we kind of went away from that. <laughs> Where in what the whole second half I saw a stat, it was like we only ran, I think, five yards of rushing in the whole second half. Like that doesn't seem right when you have such amazing running back talent. Okay, that's kind of the bad. I'll kind of balance it out with another good thing. Our penalties were significantly down. We only had four penalties. And like, I can't even honestly think of one that really was that costly because I guess we just overcame them or like they just were kind of insignificant. So that was big considering how many penalties uh, were kind of self-imposed against Penn state and even previous games too. As far as the rest of the positives go, I mean, I, again, I just think you can maybe now build off of uh, Coy Moore being your go-to um, and find a way to what, find out what you did in the first two drives that allowed the O-line, They again, they weren't perfect, but they were getting some push. Find out what you did there. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the last thing, I, I got real frustrated with the fourth and one call. I felt like that was too slow developing um, to get – but when I, I when I went back and watched the, the first two drives, we had uh, – I think one of our fourth downs was the exact same play that we got. So, you know, it's not like – it had not worked in the game. So it wasn't right. as crazy, although I would have still rather preferred another call, but uh, we had converted a fourth down on that exact same play call. Right. Well, and the, we had four fourth downs and we converted on three of them. So you're at a 75% completion for fourth down conversions. So you're thinking, okay, like, I, I guess that's, you know, again, coaching of like what you're seeing that day, your team's committing to it. I mean, Harson's talked about, you know, the fourth and one mentality and guess what? It's fourth and one. So we we're we've been teaching this. We've been going through it, practicing it. And hey, this is time to, to do it. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where like you've seen it in the past work. And as a coaching staff, I think they had enough confidence that they would uh, execute and actually do it well. And it's just unfortunate that it didn't. Um, thankfully, that didn't cost us. <laughs> But it almost did. It was so close to almost costing us. So anyway, um, all right, let's transition to kind of like overall, like what are some some of the things that we saw that needed to be improved upon? What are How some long of the do we things have? I know? Uh, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, the people probably only have a 20 minute commute here. Uh, AJ, I don't know if we have enough time, but yes, yeah. we'll, we'll address it. Yeah. Anything that like top of your mind that you think. If you fix this, it, is there anything that you can think? Yeah, I mean, I, I gave them praise on the first two drives, but the rest of the game, the offensive line was atrocious, like possibly the worst I've ever seen. I mean, I, 
I like I I I think Harson is not going to be Auburn's coach much longer. But at the end of the day, I don't know what anybody does when nothing you do can even be executed because yeah. you don't you can't block. Yeah. Um. So now on the flip side, there are things as a coach you can do to you know remedy that issue. Now it's not going to be perfect, but you can be quicker with passes. You can go more spread, spread everybody out, kind of nullifies the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find different ways to uh, get the running backs involved. You know, there was many years where Florida didn't even have a running back that anybody knew their name. I mean, they just didn't even really try to run, but they still moved the ball down the field. So there's other ways you can do this, and we're not doing that. We are acting, we are square peg round hole, and we refuse to change our coaching mentality. But O-line, if you're talking about what can be fixed, O-line, linebacker play, man. I mean, there's so many times they're just not even in play. Like, yeah. so, for example, and I, I never played football, but their first touchdown, I think it was the first, where they ran the option, right? Um, like, there was enough coverage there by the D-line. That quarterback was not going to get very far. Everybody right. commits to the quarterback. Nobody keeps an eye on the running back, and he walks in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And it yep. was from like 15 yards out. I mean, he walked in from 15 yards out. Nobody even close. I don't know fundamental football. What I would like to see happen, and I assume as coached, is that not everybody commits to the running back. Somebody is there to square up. I'm, I'm sorry, the quarterback. Somebody's there to square up the running back if he does right. indeed pitch it. Right. Well, it's it's the old, you know, the to kind of think back to Georgia Tech running the triple option. You know, teams that are very uh, disciplined and you know have their assignment. I'm going to guard this guy if this happens. That type of thing do well against a triple option team. But when those you know assignments break down, and it, this is a good example of something breaking down where you don't have the assignment that you're supposed to have. Guess what? Big plays happen. Touchdowns. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of the inevitable because guess what? The guy's free ra- free running around the whole field so it, again it, it scares me the most that like a play like that the linebacker didn't even come into the picture until he's going in the end zone yeah and then on the final run where he fumbles it thank goodness for us no linebacker in, no linebacker in play nowhere yeah. the only linebacker i saw was just getting blown off you know the you know it was nowhere in play and that right. has become that is becoming a theme and i don't understand it right and, and you know i think that comes a little bit back to coaching. Like I, I remember last year, so many of the players loving Schmetting as their water or their linebacker coach. Now he's their defensive coordinator. And yet we're seeing so many issues with linebackers this year that I feel like we didn't have last year. Now, maybe that is truly, you know, uh, the, the talent level, you know, dropping off from like Zacoby McLean to what we have now. But I, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, for goodness sakes, Owen Papo is a five-star coming out of high school and has been at Auburn for, what, now three years? So, I mean, that's the hard part to me. Like, I feel like the play should be better at linebacker. Yeah, I'll say this. I, offensively, I don't know if we even have what we need to be much better. I think defensively we do. And I think if the defense was what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year – we yeah. could we could win a lot of close SEC games. They're right. not going to beat your Georgia and Alabamas, okay? You're probably not going to beat Ole Miss because the high-powered offense. But A&M's not – like, that's what they're doing. They're, they're making games real sloppy with their defense yeah. 
And, you know, it's a coin flip at that point, and they all went against us last year, but we just won one that went for us. Right. But our defense has to be what they're capable of for that to happen. If the defense is not what they're capable of, I mean, it's we may not win another game because the offense is about what it is. Yeah. I think the defense can be much better. Right. I mean, and if you just look down on paper, I think besides a couple positions, I, I would have thought the defense is better off this year. But it's it's not showing that. And I, I start to question a little bit like you you have and many, many of others have. You know, why is that? Is there a coaching mentality? Is it how they're coaching? You know, for example, the linebackers to not be like they're not in the right spots for the right moment. And that's kind of the, the spot where I'm at. Um, just wondering why is that? So, yeah, I don't know. I agree. And, and to be to be. Give them credit. They didn't give up a point in the second half. I mean, they right. they did play much better this game than I felt like they had played. Yeah. Um, well, and and you look at it, 312 yards. If you said to me in most football games you only allowed 312 yards, I'd be like, you had a fantastic chance of winning that game. Yeah. But, it, again, comes back to our offense is kind of just what it is, and I don't know how much of that's going to change throughout the course of – the rest of the season I, I just don't I don't think you can do anything I literally don't know what you do with that O-line I think the only thing you do is you 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 do go more spread and yeah. what we talked about what is Harson's offense multiple is that what it's considered? yeah yeah it, it's multiple you know it's got the aspects of you know pro style it's got spread them wide it's line them up in eye tight it's no huddle and it's like it's you know kind of like this everything I can do everything and I don't know. What's kind of your thoughts on that now that we've seen it for you know a season and now four games, so a year and like a third? What, what's kind of your thoughts on that? Well, we we don't really know what multiple means, but it's going to lead to multiple losses. Yeah, uh, it really is. I mean, that that's if I'm him at this point, I'm spreading it out. I'm spreading it out. You're uh, you got to do some unique things with some formations. You got to give their linebackers more to think about, so they can't just you know, you can't you can't put eight in the box. You got to do some things. You got to do some RPOs. You got to yeah. hold that linebacker's attention for a minute. And for the love of everything, throw some slant routes. We did it <laughs> one even... <laughs> time with Omari Kelly, who is a true freshman. Uh, we don't apparently we don't even know how to throw slant routes, and we put a true freshman in to do it, and it worked. And guess, guess how what? many more times we went back to it? Zero. Uh huh. Exactly. It, it, or, or simple, like, I mean, I know Auburn fans have a bad connotation towards this, but even a simple bubble screen, when a bubble screen is executed well and wide receivers are blocking, that could go for a huge play. I mean, just think back to, like, when it was working well with, like, Jarrett Stidham and Ryan Davis. Yes. Like, that yes. was such a beautiful thing. Because guess what? That's a 95% completion rate. And guess what? It gets them out in the open field. Easy. AJ, and you get away from the line. You right. get away from the issues. It is a quick pass, and it, you are correct. If your receiver blocks well, and he's not every time going to block well, if right. it's, but it's fewer people that have to block out there, and you're blocking DBs, you're not blocking you know, 350-pound linemen. Uh-huh. There are things you can do. I'm sitting here watching Kansas State, Wake Forest, put up 
40 plus points on top five teams. <laughs> they do not have anywhere near the caliber of players we do. Yeah. Nowhere near. And I don't, and Harson was playing Missouri, who, no offense if you're listening, you're a Missouri fan, they probably are very close to what Harson was used to playing at Boise State, mm-hmm. talent wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he did well at Boise. We can't, that was, that was not even football. Like, it blows my mind. And I'll be honest, it's getting frustrating because I know people love Gus, but Kevin Steele is the only reason Gus stayed as long as he did. This problem has been going on for many years at this point to yeah. where when when we can't get it going, it ain't going. Mm-hmm. And we can't move the ball. And there are times where you feel like it ain't going to happen. Like, we have, there's no way we can drive even 50 yards to score a touchdown if need be. Forget, you know, 80. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I mean, I even tweeted it from the ETC account. I, I Like, this was end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. I was like, I feel like both teams don't want to win this, and it's going to come down to some special teams play, which guess what? It did, um, because neither offense had anything going, which, hey, guess what? That was benefited Auburn this time. Um, but it, that's not going to be the case with other SEC teams. They're going to figure out one drive, and they're going to score that touchdown. And so that, you know, that's that's a battle for another day, because guess what? We're not going to have this great defensive rally that we kind of did in the second half every game. It's not going to happen. You have to put up points. And I think that kind of leads me to my next discussion. The, the whole second quarter deal or second half deal. We just haven't done anything in the whole second half of these games. I mean, literally. OK, let me go through the last six halves against power five opponents. So I'm going to go kind of game by game, zero points, six points, three points, three points, six points, zero points. That doesn't get you far. That is literally 12 points in all of your like last six games in the second half against power five opponents. So that that's not going to win you games. Give the even it, crazier stat if you're aware of it. In I that don't same know. Time. Tell me. Okay. You know how many third down conversions we have in our last five Power Five games, fourth quarters. I'm going to guess zero. We have zero third down, zero third down conversions since South Carolina. We we didn't get one in South Carolina. Wow. And we have not gotten one since. Again, like we can start well, which again we did. I think again back to the positive. That's good. But you got to finish. Like every, what makes it like you think about what are the elite of the elite quarterbacks? What are the elite of the elite teams? They finish games and this coach right now isn't getting his team into a position where they can do that i i i'm gonna have to move on but it was just blowing my mind you know tennis i'm watching tennessee they're moving up and down now they got a good quarterback and they're you know they probably have equal talent to auburn or maybe a little less right now but they're on the rise so that's going to change here quick but um i don't understand explain to me how kansas state can go into oklahoma put up 40 or more points, Kansas State, 
No offense, Kansas State. I guess it is offensive. I'm sorry. Kansas State, and we cannot look like a competent football team, period. How, like, literally, how does that happen? I have no idea. Isn't that weird? Like, isn't that so weird? Like, I'm not even, I, I, I don't need 40 points. I do not need no. 40 points. I need you to look like a competent football team and, and show me you can drive down the field when you need to. Yeah. I mean, and, and I just haven't seen it. I mean, the closest we have gotten is to like a field goal <laughs> in the second half. And even even if you track back to like one of those late late drives against a power five opponent, that was like a junk time timeout or you know junk time touchdown. So you know, can, can, let me talk real quick about the uh, the last drive before because we're talking about coaching and maybe I'm overreacting here. I thought um, Robbie Ashford got the first down and. I don't know if they reviewed it or not. They never really said much about reviewing it. They just said they came back from TV and said it's actually fourth and one. Was that reviewed? I don't know. Harson did not react at all. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta be having the refs over and say it. Maybe they did review it, but I, nothing was really said about it. I thought he got the first down. I thought it was a bad spot. Yeah. But even if it was the correct spot, your coach, <laughs> when it's fourth, when it's difference between first and fourth down with a minute left and you're driving to win, you need to be in that ref's ear. And you need to make sure they're getting it right. Right. Well, and, uh, go ahead. And to I me, a, I have another rant for that. <laughs> if it happened, it happened during timeout and nobody made a comment. It was just, oh, it's fourth and one. Okay, here's our play call. No, make them go back and review that. And I've never seen a review that they don't also show to us and diagnose it. And they didn't do that. I'm guessing they didn't review the call. Mm. I, I mean, mean, he did give himself up. So maybe it was the right call, but I still live, I felt like. When his knee went down, the ball was far enough out for a first down. Anyways, more about the, the just the, oh, well, that's that's the impression right. I got. <laughs> Fourth and one, well, we'll just try it out there and do this. And so so my uh, kind of one of the things, and again, we're, we're starting, you know, we're, I feel like we've got, what is this now, like game 17 under Harson, I think, by my quick calculation. It was like game 100. I'm feisty. Yeah. I'm feisty tonight. I'm sorry. Let me take a sip but of like, water. Go ahead. But like. We're starting to see themes. We're starting to see things, you know, how Harson coaches. And one of the things is you know, him kind of being, especially on the sideline, very cool, calm and collected, which I think is, you know, for coaches, a better mentality sometimes to have, just because you can probably think a little bit clearer. But there's also this element of you're in college, you're, you're coaching college players. There has to be some sort of, um, enthusiasm and just I'm I'm in it for you. And when I look on the sideline, you know, when camera zooms in on Harson on the sideline, there's a lot of times where it's just kind of this blank stare face, or he's just like looking at the field. And I'm like, do you not like? I'm sure he cares. Like, don't get me wrong, I think he cares, but it doesn't look like he does. And you know, I think back to like a lot of the you know the coaches that you know, especially for us, we we look at, you know, the Kirby Smarts, the Nick Sabans, uh, they're getting in the faces of their players. They are, um, you know, yelling at the refs. They are fighting for their team as much as possible. And I haven't seen that yet from Harson. Maybe he is doing it. I just haven't seen it. But that's the kind of stuff, like, I, I want to see more out of a head coach. Because, like, you, you brought up a good point. Like, if you're not fighting in those, like, late situations when – the game is literally on the line. What are you doing? Like, 
you're there, you're getting paid millions of dollars, fight for your team. AJ, yeah. So, yeah, like they didn't even, unless they didn't show us this, they didn't even measure. Forget review. Yeah. They didn't even measure. Yeah. And I'm like, as a coach, you make them do this. Yep. Even if it's even if it's right, you right. make them double check. I just I don't know, man. And I was chatting with some buddies and they're like, well, I don't know that he got it. And he might not have. I don't know. But I'm just like, what does it hurt? Make them review it. Make them do, or at least make them tell you they're not going to. Right. Act like you care. Right. So, again, that's something, again, to, that I want to see change. And if I don't see that change, I, I, I don't see a future with Harson. I don't. They're, so. Yeah, I agree. All right. <laughs> One other final thing before you jump into a little bit more uh, that I just thought was hilarious. Um, at overtime, somebody pointed out that the ref, you know, they go to the coin flip and whatever. Um, the ref said, congrats on a great ball game so far. <laughs> I mean, that's marketing. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, it's probably part of some script, but like, I don't care. Like, he literally said that. He was like, thanks for a great game. And you're like, okay, I'm sure you're watching the same game I am because you're a ref, <laughs> but, like, whatever. Congrats on Auburn not getting uh, fourth and one. Congrats on Missouri <laughs> missing a 25-yard field the, goal. <laughs> yeah, the thicker kicker, Both which they the said Aub- a billion times, the thicker kicker this and the thicker kicker that. And I was like, okay, I get he's thick and he's a kicker. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Congrats yeah. <laughs> on a great ball game. Oh man, isn't that uh, so good though? Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about Robbie's play. I feel like we haven't really talked about that. What's kind of your thoughts on how Robbie played? Because he got the <laughs> the start this game. What's was, what's was your perspective on that? Um, I think overall, from what they asked Robbie to do, he probably he probably did okay. Uh, so the positives where he obviously had the, the the designed run play for the first touchdown. He did that well. Um, he scrambled a couple of times to get the first down. I would like going back to that fourth and one. He should have made it, you know, no doubt, right? He, he's like, he needs to know where that marker is, and I'm diving. I'm not sliding. But um, yeah. anyways, that, that's, you know, it's a little, little detail there. Um, he had, I don't know if he even saw the linebacker, but it wound up being a great pass. So the play to Shanker, was it on the last drive? I think it was. Or maybe right before half. It was right before half. We were driving down to get points. And he put one. He put touch on the ball that he had not been doing. Uh, two yeah. uh, two weeks ago, that would have been an interception because the middle linebacker read it, was dropping mm-hmm. back. He leaped up, but the ball was just over him, but yeah. enough to get down to Schenker. If that was on purpose, that's a great sign. Um, right. Because that means he saw him and put touch. And then he threw a nice back shoulder fade to Coy Moore. That, that was, was so promising. beautiful. Like that reminds that that takes me back to like Jarrett Stidham throwing those back shoulder throws to like Seth Williams or whoever it was at the moment. And you're just like, oh, I love this. That was a beautiful pass. He had a couple where he put too much on it, yeah. uh, rolling out guys open, just overthrows them. And I really just think that's his nerves. I think he's still. I think you'll get better with that. But all in all, yeah. they don't. They need to ask him to do more. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to risk it. They're gonna have to ask him to do more. Open up the playbook because you're not gonna win a lot of ball games with the game plan from the other day. But I feel like he did okay. 
Right. Well, and there was even a point, uh, like, I'll, I'll give him another praise. There was a situation where there's about 15 seconds left in the half, and he scrambles, gets a first down, and gets us in field goal range. Yeah. And that, that was, was a such draft. a smart play. Um, to you know, Like, there were certain things that I was like, this kid, he's got it. Like, he can do the, these things in his very limited exposure at playing quarterback at this level. Um, and so yeah, there were, there were definitely a lot of highlights for him. And I personally love Robbie when it comes to, especially, you know, taking into account our offensive line issues because he can roll out, he can scramble, he can do a lot more. So I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to say like, I think he's kind of the path forward at least this year. Um, because I don't, <laughs> I don't know if Holden Gariner can do it either. And then Calzada is kind of out, you know, for the rest of the season. So like, and then you got TJ who can scramble a little bit, but he's much more comfortable when it comes to, you know, sitting in the pocket. I, they'll never do this because they love these big play sheets to seem really smart. If I'm with Robbie right now, this current moment, I'm like, okay, here's your first read. If it's not there, find the seam and take off. And then let's rinse and repeat because that eliminates interceptions. Um, and it allows us to keep like, I think it'd be boring for an offensive coordinator, but here, here's your read. Oh, not there. Take off. Right. Well, and and one of the things I remember Gus used to do was essentially almost have a planned guy for where this play is going. I don't necessarily hate that idea, especially for a young guy who doesn't have a lot of experience, one or two reads and then scramble, make something happen. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like eliminate him having to think right now. He's super athletic. It's the thinking that has not slowed down enough for him, and that's yeah. understandable. I yeah. mean, we, we forget this kid didn't even play a lot of college ball in high school. Yeah, I think he got injured, and he played baseball. He split time at Oregon. I mean, he's he's very raw. Yeah, <laughs> um, he just has a really good arm and is an athlete. So they're trying to make him a quarterback, and I think it can work. But we need to take the thinking away as much as possible. Just let him go make plays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other kind of interesting thing that I noticed, and this was out of our wide receivers, you know, we had gone on and on, you you and I, about Javarius Johnson, and he only was targeted once this game. Yeah, I didn't like that. And Auburn passed the ball a decent amount in this game. Now, we did commit a little bit more to the run, like I get that, but only one target. So I don't know where that was. Maybe they double team. I, I didn't honestly pay attention. Just thought that was interesting. A couple other things just to kind of point out um, defensively. And, you know, we talked about Kevin Steele, and I love Kevin Steele. I think he was great for Auburn. But I did want to point out, he, you know, he's now, was it Miami? Is that right? Yeah, Miami. Yeah, they got destroyed by Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Middle Tennessee State scored 45 points. Yep. That doesn't seem right. Like that. Anyway. So, I mean, I think I would still take Kevin Steele, but it's kind of showing, you know, him in a system, you know, when he's been here has his guys it was working but for whatever reason Missouri's not all right any other thoughts before we get out of here um no I mean we do need to point out um that we got an SEC win yes and it was not pretty um but these were games that we lost last year and we won this one so that's a positive um I'm super happy for the kids I know there's a lot of opinions out there of how they want things to go because a lot of people do not want Brian Harson around. Um, I can never root against Auburn, 
and I was very happy for the kids. They they go fight hard, and I will always hope for a victory for them. Right. So I was proud of them. Yeah, and, and I mean, you see the there's of course the videos that come out after the game, and you can tell just like there's a genuine happiness that the players felt when they won, and you know that's that's I mean they they know how hard they fought for that win, um, and for us to do it despite you know us potentially losing twice and then come out and and do win i mean i think that says something and um the players yeah they they're in it to win um, yeah so. absolutely I'm, I'm super happy for them yeah um oh we didn't even mention special teams that's a couple, your, that's couple your thing too man i know how did i miss that all right we'll hit on this real quick and then we'll finish this up um oscar chapman had eight punts I feel like we should never be punting that many times in a game, but it happened. And guess what? Oscar did great. There was even a 61-yard punt. Uh, he averaged uh, on those eight punts 45.9 yards. So for a college punter, that's pretty darn good. Not bad. Um, I think he had three within the 20-yard line. So, again, you're kind of pinning them deep, putting Missouri in a spot where it's hard to get anything started. So did our job there. Uh, what was kind of interesting, and it it, it it kind of baffled me for a second, but I don't know. It was with Anders, you know, how many field goals he missed. Now, thankfully, both of well, I guess he had four field goals. Two of them were called back because of offsides uh, on Missouri. But yeah, that's still kind of weird, like for him to miss so many. Um, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I. I even uttered the words we need to put the freshman in um, at some point. I, you know, I don't statistically, I don't know how great he is over his career. I don't know if we're uh, like 71, 72% field goal percentage. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, For for a college kicker, that's on up there. That's not bad. Okay. I, I don't, I'm just, I don't know if that leg, man. And and even if the leg is uh, the plant leg is healthy, like the mind, right. You know, Mm -hmm. You know, if you play golf, right, at that last second, if if a thought flashes by, it messes up your whole swing. Well, right. you know, your plant leg, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know if that's uh, what's going on there. Um, so, I mean, what, what, he kicked four, essentially, and made one? Right, yeah. So, I don't and, know, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went to, I wonder if there's something mentally going on, or if it truly is a physical thing. I mean, the coaches had enough faith in him to put him out there for these, you know, 45, 50 yarders. Um, and thankfully, he made the 39 yarder in overtime that ultimately got us the win. Uh, but he just missed the one right before it. So it's like, okay, hopefully, you know, it's one of those things, especially with kickers. You know, kick it, forget about it. If it's a bad kick, move on. Um, so he's got to work on that mental, uh, mental integrity. Just you know, forget about it. Well, and I don't blame him. I mean, ACL is probably a painful yeah. thing, and and it, you know, it's a, it's one of those. It's like, oh yeah, you're definitely now out for nine months, right? Yeah, yeah. So Pretty I get much. it. I get it. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it. It just wasn't a good day. He and the he and the only one. It was not a good day for anybody, yeah. except for uh, uh, Derek Hall. Yeah, uh, but any, Derek Hall. Well, it was not a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Though um, no, I will mention this. I haven't mentioned his name, DJ James. He was killing it. He's playing well. I'm very, very, and he seems that they all seem into it, right? I don't want to make it sound, but he seems super excited to be out there every yeah. time he's playing. So yeah, I, I like. Him. Yeah. 
All right. Jared, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.